Welcome back to the program for Season 2 of The Nightcap. Before we begin, I want to highlight a few people. First, my music contributor, Here on Mars, who is responsible for the custom intro music for this new season. He is a very accommodating, talented, and generous individual who has been there for my program since day one, helping out in any way he can, including creating the picture for this podcast. I highly recommend you check out his Bandcamp page and support his projects. You can find links to his page in the description below. I also want to thank the BooPod Network for having my back and promoting this show through their own endeavors. The Skylark Bell, Haunted UK, The Activity Continues, Spilling the Crime, Shit and Bricks, Paranormal Exposed, Mums, Mysteries, and Murder, Generally Spooky, Haunted or Hoax, Murder Road Trip, and Horror Roulette. All of their Instagram and podcast information will also be in the description, and I highly recommend each and every one of you to go check them out. One final mention is that I will be involved with a special Halloween collaboration with some of the others in the BooPod network covering the Bridgewater Triangle, where each person will be covering various aspects of it. I will be leading the anthology, with the first episode being released sometime next week, and the others being released within a few days of each other. A lot of effort went into the research, so please, support our channels in any way that you can. We really appreciate it. On that note, enjoy the show. Do not attempt to adjust the settings on your device. The sounds you hear are not hallucinations. You have entered the mind of someone that has a taste for the macabre, the strange, the unusual, and the morbid. Don't be shy. Step inside, warm up your mug, and enjoy your visit into the world that is the Nightcap. Greetings, my friends, and welcome back to the Nightcap, where nothing is taboo or wicked, and the topics are always eerie and intriguing. I took you all on a ride through what humanity had to offer in terms of real-life human monsters, but this humble storyteller is going a much different direction this time. He has packed his ethereal bags and moved on to greener pastures of the unknown persuasion. The universe tells a story, and those stories should be respected and studied, just like people. But I find that the universe is also the most frightening and exciting aspect of existing. There are certain stipulations to that claim, though. What is existing? Are we even sure there is such a thing as reality when we have a general idea that there are other dimensions around us at all times? Is the term life abstract and inherently meaningless to the rest of the cosmos? I find all manner of these questions frustrating and titillating simply because there are simply no right or wrong answers. It would be like trying to teach math to an ant. Even someone as wise and eternal as me wonders what lies beyond the veil in these other planes of existence and what should be left alone to never be undiscovered by anyone or anything lest you go insane or never be discovered lost to all time and space. There are many rabbit holes I could take you down, and believe me, I will. But for now, let's start with a more recent phenomenon that has been making its rounds on the internet that seems to have developed a bit of a cult underground following in the past few years, and has quite a lot of attention from curious parties of the SCP Foundation, or the Secure Contain Protect Foundation, and the YouTube community. 
It's not certain how one gets to this permanent enigma of an LSD experience, but once you're there, you will be screaming to get out. Gather round and hear the perplexing tale of what is referred to as the back rooms. This sidewinder of a place first got its origins from a message board called 4chan back in 2019 when a user asked people to upload disquieting photos which resulted in someone posting a picture of a dimly lit room that was yellowish in appearance, had incandescent office lighting, and a very retro carpet that looked like it had water damage. In short, it depicted something you might see in a corporate building with endless cubicles circa 1994 is in which this photo that someone commented on what he dubbed the backrooms. It was given the designation of backrooms due to the seemingly endless parts that never really had any rhyme or reason to them. At least level zero anyway, but we'll get back to that. It spread all across the internet in record time, fast becoming a meme and a creepypasta, which is another word for made-up horror and fantasy mystery-based stories, although some are factual. What is interesting to note is the very hollow and draining feeling that people got from this image, almost like they have been there before. Those claiming such things figure they just know clipped out of the world, which harks back to an old Doom term where you go through textures in the environment. It is a god mode feature that allows you to pretty much go anywhere, but sometimes it malfunctioned and you go through the map and get stuck, hence how the backrooms was supposedly accessed since you just sink into it with no real explanation. Just you, silence, and the beginning of this place. Some claim that the picture is procedurally generated and was supposed to give the viewer a sense of canopsia or the forlorn feeling of what is usually a bustling place but is silent and unmoving. Whether it is real or not will probably be debated until the end of time, but one thing is for sure, the backrooms do not end. This is where things get unusual and downright otherworldly. In the back rooms, no one is absolutely sure how many of these shifting places there are, and the list can go from zero to an absurd 10,000 rooms and beyond, each housing various pitfalls, dangers, and yes, creatures. The original image supposedly depicts level zero or the lobby, which is innocuous in and of itself with a few caveats. Many state that there are hounds that wander the halls, and some claim there are entities that are benevolent as long as you do not look at them. Still, some claim you can no-clip back to Earth in this level, or be teleported back to whatever the start of the lobby is. If you find your way out of level zero, you may find yourself at level one, or the habitable zone. This level is a massive concrete zone with industrial fixtures, low creeping fog, and dark zones, sometimes staying dark for a minute and sometimes for hours. At any point, the lights may go out and stay out. This is supposedly when the creatures come out to feed. It is advised from others that the fluorescent fixtures start to dim and no other light sources are available, that you measure your steps carefully and hug the walls to avoid wandering packs of whatever may lurk in the shadows. Once the lights come back on, it is advised that you find your way out immediately or, if you can't, that you find crates that may contain survivor items like flint, flashlights, or food. Some crates may contain useless or even strange items like twitching mice, balls of lint, or plastic wrapping. There is no way of telling when these crates will appear, so reliance on them is not recommended. Once you find your way out of this dismal area, you will end up in level 2, known as Pipe Dreams. Level 2 has long, narrow corridors similar to what one would see on the way to a boiler room, 
or where most maintenance miscellaneous items and offices would have long steam pipes lining them. Since these pipes are all over, they emit a lot of heat and cause this level to become almost unbearably hot, with temperatures reaching past 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Roaches and mice roam the halls, and metal shelving containing items from past explorers can also be found along with random crates similar to level 1. It is strongly suggested that one does not make a lot of noise, as multiple hostiles are known to inhabit this place killing on sight. So finding the exit is of utmost importance. A fire escape may appear at the top of a stairwell after a few days, and if it does, proceed through it to enter the electrical station. Level 3 also has gigantic industrial pipes lying the wall with no rhyme or reason to the overall layout. In some parts, it resembles a prison and in others, they are narrow with steel tiles. The pipes routinely leak what some travelers have referred to as contaminated almond milk that the inhabitants lick up, so it is advised that you avoid them. Hunters and lurkers are constantly stalking the tight spaces, and those venturing here are cautioned to find open space to avoid contact. Functional machinery whirs all around, making it difficult to hear any incoming predators. Hallways have been known to appear, and have some automatic shutting doors that close and lock at random, which makes navigating very treacherous. It is suggested that, should you come across an elevator, you'll proceed wherever it goes. If you are fortunate enough to get out unscathed, you may find yourself in the next level called the Abandoned Office. Level 4 is up on a high-rise, with white corporate cubicles and vast empty expanses of hollowed-out spaces stretching in all directions complete with exposed wiring, battered swivel chairs, scattered paperwork, and other miscellaneous items. The eeriest part to this place is the rapidly fluctuating weather on the exterior of the building, which can brandish hail, rain, sleet, snow, lightning storms, and some have reported seeing anomalous fire tornadoes, all that made no discernible sound, which is like watching a movie with a volume on mute. The seasons also shift at random as well, and can affect the temperature drastically inside the floor. Acquire any clothing, blankets, or other forms of linens so you can stave off hypothermia or heat stroke. There are void-like spaces in the ceiling that looks like they harbored some type of light at some point, but the strangest thing is parts that look this way emit light from no apparent source, and the intact halogens emit no light, and any attempt to flick the switches on the wall yields no results. Because of the ongoing fluctuations in light, seasons, and weather, it is highly advised that wanderers find an exit as soon as possible, especially those with epilepsy. Those with no pre-existing conditions with prolonged exposure to this can suffer from collapsed lungs, sleep apnea, or an irregular heartbeat, which can quickly turn deadly under these continued circumstances. The upside is that, if this area is utilized properly, this is the best place to get your bearings and rest, as you may find leftover belongings from past travelers, as the threat of creatures is virtually non-existent. Exploration is encouraged, as you can find foodstuffs on occasion and couches in executive offices to sprawl out on. One of the best perks about this level is the working computers you can use to access information about other levels to further prepare yourself and write down any important information that will ensure your survival. Once you're established, take the time to look for any outposts nearby. Yes, people have reportedly been spotted colonizing on some levels. This level has a medical center, command outpost, and even a trading post. It behooves any traveler to get in contact with these individuals, to gear up and prepare for what is ahead, and you're going to need all the help you can get, especially with the next level, which is the hotel. Imagine level 5 as The Shining with an image problem. 
It has three rooms of interest, the main lobby, boiler, and the Beverly Room. The Eternal Ballroom, or Beverly Room, has four main doors and an Art Deco table in the middle. Each door leads to various rooms including the main ones. The Boiler Room consists of machinery, steam, and lots of 20s era furnishings. It also contains a handful of elevators, which dwellers say to avoid at all costs, since they often immediately plummet into a void. The main danger on this level are the living statues that look docile at first, like they have no movement. But once you pass them, they come to life and will skewer anyone they come across. If you do see one, do not break eye contact with one while running. The main reason this level is so dangerous is because of the haunted nature it brings to anyone unfortunate enough to spend a prolonged period of time there. Many have claimed of phantom taps on the shoulder, hearing whispers, faint jazz music, and big band instrumentals, and paintings that follow them around. It is also said the ceilings drip almond milk which helps to stab off any bouts of sanity loss. The other thing, there is a beast that is sometimes seen in the corners of this level, leering over nothing until you see it. It is a scaly, blue-suited humanoid with the head of a cephalopod and tentacles around its mouth. The claims of such a monster are mostly unfounded, however, and written off as a gross hallucination from those that went mad. That doesn't mean that caution should be thrown to the wind, however. Colonies from centuries old lurk here, but are very wary of new people, so approach with some hesitation. If you manage to find your way out through a series of staircases, you will find yourself in a strange, sinister level called Lights Out. Level 6 has a strange layout, and is largely unmapped, but it consists of metallic flooring, pipes, and brick walls, and is completely devoid of all light. Nothing is visible, and no photographs exist because of it. If an isolation tank were an entire floor, this would be the hell on earth you do not want to walk into. Auditory hallucinations are common as well as the sound of rushing water and indecipherable whispers. People with mental disorders do not last long here, and it is said this level has the ability to alter your perception of reality. Since it is shrouded in blackness, this level is regarded as the most dangerous place to find yourself stuck in, as there is no way to gain your bearings, plot a course, or figure out where you have already been. Many wanderers have gone missing not because of creatures, which may or may not dwell there, but because they lost their minds or went mad wandering who knows where. There are no safe zones or rest areas. Just keep moving until you eventually reach Thassalophobia. If you believe Endless Night was bad, level 7 is Endless Water, kind of like Interstellar except gigantic 100-story rogue waves have not been reported as a hazard here. The horror of this floor is that it is indeed liquid, but a hardened layer is what you step on that is made of tar, carpet, and bones of unknown origins. Efforts to map this level have gone unsuccessful, but there is a room somewhere that is flooded and has fluorescent lighting and is seemingly flipped upside down to where the ocean floor is above you. Once entering the room, the gravity shifts causing you to place your feet on the ceiling until you exit, then you are right side up again. No known entities are said to exist, and all previous outposts have long since been abandoned. Creatures may or may not lurk, but since the level is not completely plotted, no one can say for certain. Once you traverse long enough, you may encounter a hole in the floor that looks like a small vortex. Jump in, because this will lead you to the cave system. Maybe you think isolation and nothingness is okay. Well, how about level 8, 
where there is an entity infestation. This place harbors spider-like creatures that are all over, and to top it all off, the light sources are incredibly scarce, making navigation very hard and extremely treacherous due to the quagmires, crags, stalactites, and stalagmites that block your path. Loud noises are also frequent, which attract swarms of spiders, which adds to the danger of exploration, making getting out of this level your only mission while there. Queen and King Spiders are at the top of the food chain hierarchy, and while the Queen is highly venomous, both should be avoided at all costs. There are even deep, dank puddles known as Death Pools, which reach up from the murky waters to drag anyone down into them, tearing their flesh apart. The only reported way to get out of this level is to slowly maneuver your way through, and randomly trip and fall on a flat surface that will teleport you yet to another horror show called The Darkened Suburbs. Believing you were safe in an area that reminds you of clean homes, friendly neighbors, and community mixed with peace and quiet will be your downfall in this area, because it is anything but. In level 9, Perpetual Night shrouds this level, with the clocks being stuck on midnight. The homes vary in size, and some are attached to each other while others are detached and dilapidated. Each home appears to be fully furnished with TVs, beds, couches, and even running water in some dwellings, with vegetation being present in the form of moss or other various plant life. This sounds like a cozy place to rest, right? Wrong. The ground is very unstable, with the streets being the most unstable that shift and rapidly harden, trapping victims in whatever they step in once each break occurs. On top of the terrain being unpredictable and dangerous, the entities that lurk are some of the most unhinged. Creatures known as Insanities are ex-wanderers that have been traveling through each level aimlessly, having lost their minds and any trace of humanity long ago. While they might appear humanoid, they are anything but. Their appearance is boil-covered red skin bearing a row of sharpened human teeth, and they will attack without warning or reason. Since they were once human, they sometimes carry weaponry, and even use it. And sometimes they form packs with other Insanities. Most other entities steer clear of them out of fear. Among the other entities in this level to be aware of are Skin Stealers, which drug you in your sleep, skin you, and then wear it to trick other followers. And then there are Smilers, which appear non-threatening until they bear rows of long, razor-sharp teeth and grow 12-inch claws, charging at breakneck speed. You will find no traitors or help here. Your best bet is to find a field of tall grass and walk until you reach level 10 and breathe a sigh of relief. Think of this level as the field of dreams, with endless almond milk, wheat as far as the eye can see, and a dirt road that leads to a fate unknown. Blood-stained fence posts lure the ground and it is not known why they exist, but there may have been unrest at some point, leading you to believe that this place may still be unsafe. The only danger lies in your diplomacy skills, as the wheat does have owners and forms of settlements, and they may see you as a threat at first, so when you hear the trumpet being sounded, don't move, lest you get arrows rained down upon you. Once you establish yourself to not be a threat, you can wander as long as you do not pick the wheat or disturb the ground, but you may take anything you find, which can consist of weapons, flashlights, empty containers, and maybe a Twinkie, if you're lucky. There are also no corpses or anything dead to be found, and the theory is the ground is incredibly adept at reabsorbing the nutrients from the deceased and reintegrating them into the wheat crops. The only known entity, or unknown, depending on your perspective, is a gigantic mass that seems to lumber around, 
but ignores everything and does not disturb the crops, hence it is not attacked or hunted. Since there is a constant, thick, marine layer-like fog that permeates the level, approaching said creature is often frowned upon and highly advised to not do, and exploring is done in groups, with one colony calling themselves the Backrooms Investigation Foundation, that takes on amateur travelers, train them in survival, and other skills. Each group has their own way of doing things, and most let each other be, but some, such as the Church of the Crops, believe that the giant, shuffling entity is an angel, and most of their members have either gone missing or possibly killed by the entity itself while attempting to commune with it, which is probably why groups tell its members to avoid getting too close. As you travel out of this level, which can be accessed any number of ways, you continue to meet wondrous things, dangerous situations, and perilous circumstances. The backrooms may or may not end, as it seems to go on forever, but mapping out infinity will never happen. What is interesting to note is that there is a flip side to the back rooms, a yin to the proverbial yang, as it were, called the front rooms, but that is for a separate segment. Conveying the first sections of the back rooms is to educate and perhaps warn of a world that may or may not exist, and what you can expect on your temporary, or possibly permanent, slip into a wormhole within a black hole of pure, violent insanity sprinkled with horrendous amazement and frightful sights. Perhaps you don't believe in such a far-fetched, outlandish place, but that may change when it starts to believe in you. I know it did for me, as I've been there. And so at last we reach the end of our trek into the terror of a bizarre reality keen on devouring any tasty new morsels that accidentally happen upon it. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed narrating. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment anywhere you find this program. You can also find me on Instagram at the Nightcap. So, if you have anything you'd like to hear me cover, feel free to message me. Until next time, be safe and stay curious.